What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! My name is Alan Davis. And I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as the gospel of Jesus Christ can save a person. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 9 talks about the salvation of your souls. And Paul wrote in Titus chapter 2, verse 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Two very famous verses in Christianity are Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And Jesus Christ said in John chapter 3, verse 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And listen to what the apostle wrote in John chapter 1, starting with verse 12. He came, verse 11, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And notice the words of Jesus Christ in John chapter 10, verse 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And also, In John chapter 5, verse 34, But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that ye might be saved. And notice what Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had into you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Today, if you need prayer, or if you would like for someone to pray with you or for you, give us a call at 646 314 That number again is 646-314-3625.
Exercise your God-given right to cast your vote, for it's prophecy time. You are special to us. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is Bronx bbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. Be sure to keep your dial set at 570 every day at 2.30 Monday through Friday for It's Prophecy Time. Powerful, positive radio. It's Prophecy Time. Did you listen to all of our programs last week? If not, just go to Apple or Google Podcast and type in It's Prophecy Time in the search. Of course, It's Prophecy Time deals with Bible prophecy, which is future events written before their occurrence. Making a positive impact. It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Doom of the Glory of Kingdoms, Part 1. A person is not going to understand the future unless he understands and learns about Babylon. And there have been, as we have spoken about before, six levels of understanding of Bible prophecy. Number one, level number one, the 77th of Daniel in chapter 9. Number two, seven key phrases, 1,260 days, 42 months, three and a half times, or three and a half years, and seven key passages that we need to understand in level number two. Our level number three is Babylon, six major texts, six major passages on Babylon, And level number four, as we learn these passages, we have some descriptions describing this Babylon in level four. Level five is the chronology of Assyria and Babylon versus the coming of Russia and the United States in this future context. And we need to understand in level six, ten major events, at least ten, beginning or surrounding the beginning of the tribulation period, Ten major events, or thereabout, concerning the middle of the tribulation period, and ten major events, or thereabout, surrounding the end of the tribulation period. Getting back to Babylon, we have three major books that are not the Bible that many individuals refer to. The first one is The Two Babylons by Alexander Hislop in 1916, published in 1916. Number two, The Babylon Mystery Religion by Ralph Woodrow in 1966. And The Woman Rides the Beast by Dave Hunt in 1994. But these books are not the Bible, and I did not think much about this until I heard three, three different preachers refer to to these extra-biblical books like they were the authority that they were preaching from. 
I, I got thinking about that, why these guys were not referring to these texts, these parallel passages on Babylon. And one day as I was driving down the highway in North Carolina, going to a meeting many years ago, this one preacher was being interviewed and they were going to be talking to him about Jeremiah 50 and 51. And once they got into the conversation, this guy said that all of these Bible prophecies in Jeremiah 50 and 51 had already been fulfilled in the historical context. And he was running. He did not want to get into Jeremiah 50 and 51. But anyway, let's go ahead and look at these six major passages on Babylon. Number one, the passage that we're going to be looking at today, Isaiah 13 and 14. We got two chapters there. Isaiah 47, that's one chapter, three chapters altogether. The book of Habakkuk talking about Babylon and its destruction. And Habakkuk chapters 1, 2, and 3, that's three chapters. That's a total of six chapters altogether in our major studies on Babylon Isaiah 17 and 18, that's two chapters, that's a total of eight. Jeremiah 50 and 51, two of the most powerful chapters in the entire Bible. And after we understand the context of these first four, this really becomes our number one passage on Babylon. Jeremiah 50 and 51, that's two chapters, that's a total of ten. Then Revelation chapter 15, 1 to Revelation chapter 26, we're going to say this is a total of six chapters altogether. So the major texts, the major passages on Babylon are 16 altogether. we got three minor texts that we're not going to be worried that much about at this moment. But uh, we also have three major titles of Babylon or descriptions, the glory of kingdoms spoken about in Isaiah 13, 19 that we're going to be looking at today. The Lady of Kingdoms in Isaiah 47, 5. The Queen of the Whole Earth, Revelation 18, 7. And the praise of the whole earth, spoken about in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 41. And so there we have three descriptions or, and or titles of Babylon. Isaiah 13, 1, the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. A burden is an utterance or chiefly a doom. So here we have the doom of the glory of kingdoms spoken about in Isaiah chapters 13 and 14. This is part one. We had our introduction as we read Isaiah 13 and 14 yesterday. And I want us to look at and turn in your Bible, if you have it, to Isaiah chapter 13 verse 19 in Babylon, the glory of kingdoms. The beauty of the Chaldees' excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their folds there. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and satires shall dance there. And the wild beasts of the island shall cry in their desolate houses and dragons in their pleasant palaces. And her time is near to come. And her days will not be prolonged. So here we see the glory of kingdoms Babylon, spoken about as Babylon, overthrown like God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, as we're going to see here in just a moment. The glory of kingdoms in Isaiah 13 and 14 is swept in judgment. And we've got 
12 events altogether, but today we're going to be looking at just focusing in on this one, the fiery sweeping judgment of Babylon. Not only here in Isaiah 13 and 14, but in the parallel passages. We're talking about preaching the Bible, preach the word, not these extra biblical books. The base, the Antichrist, Babylon, and the devil, Satan, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, are all very closely connected in future events. The base, or Antichrist, carries the Babylonian woman in Revelation chapter 17, verses 3 and 7, and is spoken about as a king in verse 12, and reigns with ten other kings as they give him their kingdom in verse 17, not their religion. The king of Babylon is spoken about in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 18, verse 43, and also in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 34. The king of Shishak, who is the king of Babylon, in Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 26, and also the king of Babylon in our text today, Isaiah 14, verse 4. And our number one passage, our number one text on Babylon is... Isaiah 13 and 14, and we're going to be turning over to Isaiah chapter 14, starting with verse 20, talking about the king of Babylon. And notice what it says, starting in verse 20, Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial. When Jesus Christ comes back at the battle of Armageddon, the Antichrist, the king of Babylon, is cast alive into the lake of fire. Here in Isaiah 14, 20, Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed, notice this, Thy land. Isaiah 14.20 says that Babylon is a land and slain thy people. The seed, the children of these evildoers shall never be renowned. Prepare slaughter for his children for the iniquity of their fathers. So here we see the sins of the fathers spoken about in Isaiah 14.21 that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the face of the earth with cities. For I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord. And I will make it a possession for the bittern and pools of water. And I will sweep it with the besom or broom of destruction, saith the Lord of hosts. So here we have the sweeping, fiery judgment of Babylon spoken about in Isaiah 14, verses 20 through 23. Our Passage number two on Babylon, a parallel passage. This is the word. We're talking about the Bible, preaching the Bible on Babylon. The second passage on Babylon is the Lady of Kingdoms spoken about in Isaiah 47, starting with verse 10. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness. Thou hast said, None seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it hath perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am, and none else beside me. Therefore shall evil come upon thee, thou shalt not know from whence it riseth. And mischief shall fall upon thee, thou shalt not be able to put it off. And notice this, Isaiah 47, 11, this is talking about the daughter of the Chaldeans. This is talking about Babylon here, spoken about as the lady of kingdoms. Therefore shall evil come upon thee, thou shalt not know from whence it ariseth, and mischief shall fall upon thee, thou shalt not be able to put it off. And here it is, desolation shall come upon thee suddenly. There was no sudden, sweeping, fiery judgment of everybody in ancient Babylon. This has got to be talking about future Babylon that is destroyed in the context of the return of Jesus Christ. And that is exactly what we see in Isaiah 13 and 14, the sweeping judgment of Babylon in the context of the return of Jesus Christ. 
which thou shalt not know. Verse 12, Isaiah 47, 12, Stand now with thine enchantments and with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If so be, thou shalt be able to profit. If so be, thou mayest prevail. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. A lot of advice going on in this Babylon, the Lady of Kingdoms. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from, here it is, the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm it, nor fire to sit before it. Then we have in Isaiah 11, 9, talking about the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is important simply because it leads into today Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Behold, is it not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity? For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So Babylon is destroyed. Jesus Christ comes back in Habakkuk chapter 3 and the millennial kingdom begins. It all makes perfect sense. The Babylonian invasion of Israel this by this bitter and hasty nation in the days that the nation of Israel is righteous, a wicked Babylon overcoming a righteous Israel. Passage number four. We are preaching the word here, Isaiah 17, 14. And behold, at even time trouble and before the morning he is not. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. So we have in the book of Revelation the overthrow of the city of Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 11 and the nation of Israel in Revelation chapter 8, when the, the nation of Israel, these descendants, this remnant that has come forth from this woman who brought forth this man-child who's going to be ruling all nations with a rod of iron in Revelation chapter 12, they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so these are the individuals here in, in Isaiah chapter 17, verse 14, who is robbed, spoiled, and robbed Israel. Our number fifth passage on Babylon, we're talking about a sweeping fiery judgment is Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 32, and the most proud shall stumble and fall, none shall raise him up, and I will kindle a fire, notice this, here's the fiery destruction of Babylon, Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 32, a fire in his cities and it shall devour all round about him. And Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 25 speaks about this, behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyest all the earth. I will stretch out my hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks and will make thee a burnt mountain. And also comparing that to our number six passage on Babylon, Revelation seventeen sixteen, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, they shall hate the whore and shall make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Revelation eighteen eight. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burnt, completely burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And also, Revelation 18, 9, the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her 
shall bewail her and lament her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. So we saw in every single one of our parallel passages, this fiery sweeping judgment, this desolation that comes upon Babylon suddenly. There was no sudden desolation, extermination of ancient Babylon and the city of Babylon and Daniel and all these individuals who came out of the Babylonian captivity were not burned alive and they were not burned alive by mighty expert arrows. So our number one point in all of our parallel passages is this fiery Sodom-like overthrow of this Babylon that, as we're going to be seeing in the future, is located in the Western Hemisphere. If God has spoken to your heart today and uh, He is drawing you to Himself and you see yourself as a sinner in need of deliverance from all this coming wrath and this fiery judgment that's coming, where many individuals are going to be dead on planet earth, bow your head and pray something like this. Dear God, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, and rose again from the dead. I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's prophecy time. Thank you for tuning in today. Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. You are special to us. Thank you for keeping us in your prayers. It's Prophecy Time. Did you miss one of our programs in the past? If so, go to Apple or Google Podcast and type in It's Prophecy Time. Of course, It's Prophecy Time deals with Bible prophecy, which is future events written before their occurrence. In the game of football, or for that matter most any sport, the scoreboard is positioned in a prominent place. It's important for everyone, players and spectators, to be able to see the score regardless of where they are on the field. There's hardly a second that goes by when someone isn't checking out the score to know how everything is going. Plus, if you leave even for just a few minutes, the scoreboard will tell you when you return what the status of the game is. We're in a race against time, too. The team of its prophecy time needs more points in order to win before the clock runs out. Individuals like you help us put points on the scoreboard. You are special to us. In appreciation of a gift of $20 or more, Alan and I would like to send you a book entitled The Bible Promise Book, which has 1,000 Bible promises that will be an encouragement to you. Please go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org and scroll down to PayPal. Don't forget to leave your address. 
Be sure to keep your dial set at 570 every day at 2.30, Monday through Friday, for It's Prophecy Time. Exercise your God-given right to cast your vote for It's Prophecy Time. Summer is history, and before you know it, the holidays will be upon us. Before you get too busy, ask God what He would have you do to financially support It's Prophecy Time. It's Prophecy Time. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.